It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. And today, hopefully with the help of a good friend, I will save your boobies. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And if there's one thing I've learned uh, throughout the course of my lifetime, it's that people are obsessed with breasts. I'm not exactly sure why that is. I asked one of my professors at UCLA who taught a course on evolutionary biology and uh, human sexual behavior. And uh, he, he couldn't quite put his finger on it either because he said it's uh it's not the same with other primates sure they they like signs of reproductive success but there's something unique to humans that they are so breast focused and it's uh it's the kind of obsession that hopefully will lead to better breast health for women and that's why every october uh you know all, all the forces align to hopefully get women to not only perform breast self-exams which they should be doing every month in the shower throughout the entire year, but also going and and seeing your OBGYN and uh, getting your regular mammograms. One of my favorite people here at work at Fox News and the Fox Business Network, Jerry Willis, was diagnosed with breast cancer a few years ago, and she somehow emerged from the whole thing a superhero with this kind of um, grace and internal force uh, that perhaps was activated in the course of her journey and struggle. And I always liked Jerry, but I developed just an incredible fondness and respect for her even more so throughout the entire thing. Uh, the fact that she has been so candid about what happened and, you know, is really using her story as a lightning rod for other women so they can channel their curiosity into action. And that's what we're doing right now. Jerry Willis, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. So good to be with you. Love seeing you. So glad to be face to face. I know. With finally, you. It's so exciting. Yes, we talked throughout the pandemic, and uh, you were very gracious. You were like, "Take your kids and go to my house," which <laughs> most people would never say, but you said it without a thought. So, uh, tell me about when you were first diagnosed and those initial feelings, because that's what people fear. I think that's what holds people back from getting checked, checking themselves, having their daughter do or their doctor rather do a breast exam. And, you know, it it is it holds people back from getting mammograms and ultrasounds is the idea that someone could say what you heard. How did that happen? So I was a, a denier. I was a breast cancer denier for a long time. Uh, my doctor examined me, and it was completely obvious I had a major problem right away. My, the nipple on my right breast inverted. It plunged into my body. My breast shrunk. I looked completely different. It was obvious to anybody but me who was blind to what was going on that there was an issue. And she told me, she said, Jerry, you've got to go get biopsied. And I said, Next week looks good. And she said, no, right now. Wow. So uh, she eventually called me on the telephone and said, Jerry, uh, you have breast cancer. And literally, I just could not absorb the information. Days, weeks, months went on. And I 
just had the hardest. I would like look at the other patients in the room and think, wow, they look really bad. Not realizing I was one of those people. Mm. It took a real come to Jesus moment for me to, to realize, okay, get on board, sister. This is the real thing. You've got to push the wagon too. You can't just rely on the, on the physicians and the nurses and everybody to help you out. So it's interesting because another good friend of mine, uh, we were first grade moms at the time. Our daughters are now juniors in high school, which is so funny to me. Um, but she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. She was BRCA positive. So like Kaylee McEnany, she tested positive for the BRCA gene. And uh, she had chemo before surgery. Like her her cancer was so aggressive. But we had an interesting conversation and I'm, I'm wondering how you feel about this because her first reaction was, I don't want to be a cancer person. And and she thought, you know, that, that you get one identity and, and you have to behave a certain way and you have to proselytize and, you know, you have to take on this victimhood, which she absolutely didn't want. And so she handled it in her own way. She was very matter of fact. She talked to her doctors and everyone to get as much information as she could. So when people had questions, she would just kind of break it down and and keep it real. And she'd be like, you know what? Yeah, this part of it absolutely sucks. And, you know, I I don't want to shellac it. I don't want to become some sort of saint. And she didn't. So how how did you feel about that? And was that part of... The difficulty in coming to terms with it is, you know, automatically when people find out, there's a level of pity. There's a level of pity. People think about you differently. They think you're incapable of doing anything. I mean, the first question I always get now, even now, five years later, is, how are you feeling? I feel great. I've been, you know, I've been clear for five years now. I'm entering my sixth year. Thank God. You look great. Oh, you're very sweet. Yeah, but I got to say something, though, because this doesn't happen with everyone. Um, and, and this, you know, this is also what I'm curious about, because you obviously uh, took this in your own direction. You look better now than you ever have. Like there was there was something that there was a switch that flipped inside of you. And I'm curious what that is. And I'm curious if you can direct people how to flip that before they get a life changing diagnosis like this, because something happened. And and I don't know if it's. Uh, you came to terms with like this ultimate mortality, but there was something about you where you settled into who you are and became a total badass. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. It's Thank true. you, Kennedy. I think what happens is you start to realize what's important. And and I not, there's no moment clearer to me than walking in the woods close to our house up in the Berkshires. And I just started crying like a baby one day. I don't like to cry. Eh, not a great thing. But it wasn't out of sadness. I wasn't upset. I wasn't angry. You know, people are always asking me, are you angry about getting breast cancer? No, I've kind of been blessed all my life. But I was just so thrilled to be in that moment, to be alive. The sun was streaming in. The trees would were beautiful. I could. I know this sounds really inane and very saccharine and stupid, but... I was transformed by this in in positive ways. It it really cemented my relationship with my husband. I saw him uh, act towards me in ways I had never seen. He was just so loving in the most gentle way you can imagine. He never let his face fall. He challenged me if he thought I was goofing off in in, in treatment. Right? He wouldn't yeah. let me like sit down. Um, 
And I just realized how really great my life really was and how lucky I was to be alive. I know that sounds silly, but it's true. It's not because, I, I mean, I think that's really important. And I think it's so easy. You know, it's like as a mom, I look at my kids and I'm always worried about the time they spend on their phones. They spend so much time on their phones. And, you know, uh, I've tried taking their screen time away. I've tried distracting them. I've tried, you know, hobbies and whatever. But it's not just kids. Like everyone is distracted by their phones and everyone is distracted by, you know, something else out there, something else that is happening somewhere else that, you know, we have to access and we have to access it now. And having something bring you into the moment. And, you know, we read a lot about mindfulness and, and how powerful that is. And to have that truly happen and to feel, to really feel what that means, you know, to feel the sun on your face and the leaves under your feet and to have gratitude for that. I, I think it's really profound because, you know, we spend our lives in, in childhood and in adulthood being so distracted. It's, and the fact that, that you were not distracted, you were completely present I don't know that you would have had that with any other experience. So it was transformational for me. I can tell you that. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And it changed my relationships with people. Um, my biggest frustration right now, five years out, is I can't always access that because you're always being interrupted and told to do something else and think about something else. And, oh, look at this tweet. And have you seen this thing on TV? And it's very difficult to find that time, I don't know, there are a lot of books written about this where you want to string together enough time to focus on what really matters, right? Like set down this phone for just three hours, maybe once a week, maybe every day, and just take your mind somewhere where you want it to go to build something positive because it's not going to happen where, when you're distracted every moment of the day. You've got to have the time to allow your mind to make the connections uh, that you need to make to build something, to grow it. I, I mean, this could be a project. This could be your family. Uh, this could be a garden. It could be anything. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. I like the idea of that because we do get so caught up in the short term. And, you know, that's another thing I worry about with kids, especially is TikTok and like their attention span. Because um, it's really hard to get kids to watch a movie, like a, an entire movie. And, you know, you think about the things in life that are foundational that take time. And, you know, for me, it was going to college as an adult. Like I wanted a project like that. Like, you know, other people, college is, is just sort of uh, a halfway house between high school and adulthood where, you know, maybe you accomplish something, maybe you find something you really like, or you could just waste much time and hang out and meet friends and drink. And, and run up the bill. Exactly right. Yes. And, you know, I wanted to do it in adulthood the way, you know, people want to build a Zen garden. Like it takes time and, you know, you have to build expertise which is it's it's painstaking but the other thing is to take the anxiety out of your day the, the anxiety out of your life the things you're worried about the things you're nervous about the thing you keep checking your phone for you right it's all the things that make you crazy and if you can pull back and and get inside yourself and not do that maybe you can relax not experience so much anxiety because that i think contributes to illness 
of all sorts. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's like the main driver that keeps people from getting colonoscopies and getting mammograms and, you know, getting their prostate checked and and things like that. It's the anxiety. So what happened to your anxiety level after uh, you went through all of your treatments? Well, I only got more anxious for a while after I was diagnosed because in my mind, I had to think about the whole process originally. It was like, okay, we've got eight chemo treatments. We've got um, we've got to uh, do all kinds of you know, reconstructive surgery. You know, there's so many things going on. And, and, we, and it literally stretched nine months. I was out of work for a long time. And I would think of all of that at the same time. And I couldn't, it made me anxious and frustrated. And then one day, you know, they were trying to get the chemo into me and they couldn't find a vein that would hold up. You know how it kind of goes downhill over time? Yeah, especially after, you know, because it is cumulative. And, you know, a lot of people after their their first and second treatment are like, you know, this is great. This I've heard so many stories. and Not after that. Then it it does, it Uh, builds and... Yes, so... Uh, I think they put the needle in me like six or seven times, couldn't get it. I mean, it finally went, but it was only because I finally relaxed yeah. and and took a breath. And from really that point onward, I was there every step of the way, involved in the process of getting better, committed to it, making friends along the way, exchanging Christmas presents. I mean, it was just like, that was my life. And that was okay. I was happy to be there because I, I had a job. And my job was to get better. And that's fine. That's a good thing. That's a good job to have. So this... Does that sound silly? No, it, it sounds it sounds great. I mean, and, and there's another person who also went through uh, something that transformed her entire life and, and came out of it with a very similar view and, and, and appreciation. And that's Martha Stewart. You know, her life was blessed and completely charmed, and she was a brand, and she was the center of a very powerful universe. And then she got busted, and she was on trial, and, you know, she could have appealed, but she chose to go to prison. And, you know, it was something very similar. She bonded with people in prison, and she came out, and she had a a completely different view and, and different priorities. And she was a success. You know, this did not stop her in any way, right? I mean, the woman's bigger than she's ever been. Um, look, taking a short detour does not mean you are off the rails forever. I, I don't think it has to mean that in any way. But I think stopping for that spiritual moment, which I think was really what I was intended to do, calm down, slow down. You're not doing it right. You're not focused on the right things. I sort of got slapped down by by cancer and had to reassess and learn that there are more important things than, you know, sorry, getting the stock exchange report on at four o'clock. You know, I mean, there are a lot yes. of things in life, right? And, and but things like that, that, that causes so much anxiety. And you know, what do you tell people, especially in, and I know our coworker, uh, Jackie D'Angelo, she's very young and, and she was diagnosed with stage one breast cancer and had a double mastectomy. And, you know, she was really terrified before her journey began. And as she makes her way through it, you know, she's going through the same sort of strengthening transformation. So what do you tell younger people, not just people who are diagnosed with breast cancer, but people who live in this constant fear that they haven't accomplished enough yet. And if they don't accomplish that thing by this point in time, they're a failure. You can't live that way. You cannot, you are putting yourself in danger and at risk if you live that way. 
you have to have a way of thinking about it that is not as personally anxiety provoking. You're going to hurt yourself. You know, your mom telling you, don't run with scissors. You're going to put your eye out. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Um, You really have to take better care of yourself and be kinder to yourself and set goals that are realistic. It's it's great to set stretch goals, but you can't be punitive with yourself. And I really think this is a mistake that women make yes. over and over. I've done it myself. I see young women do it all the time. You really have to give yourself space. You know why? Because the journey that you're on right now and the destination that you think is ahead of you is not probably the one that you will finish at, right? And that's okay. You may choose to do something else and it may be better. It yeah, and be bigger. That's that's a really good point because when your path is short, when you're just starting out, you don't have a lot of experiences to compare one against the other. But then when you've made some right and left turns and, you know, you've failed or you've had divergences that you didn't anticipate and then you actually give yourself some credit and you say, "Yeah, let's let's take a look back for a second. It's really it's overwhelming because, you know, by and large, in the grand scheme of things, a vast majority of the time, things work out. Things yes. work out. And, you know, you're absolutely right because it's so easy to wake up in the morning and that first voice in your head is a critical one. And it's so important to to change that. And when you talk to people who've been, who've made, you know, the successful transformation to a, a more joyful life, that's one of the first things and one of the hardest to change is, you know, how we talk to ourselves. And also when you do start to change that voice, have that voice tell you to go get a mammogram. <laughs> yes. You know why? One in eight women will get breast cancer sometime in their lifetimes. And I am increasingly seeing younger and younger women get it. This is you can make this if you do get the worst news, you can make it a much better experience if you are diagnosed early. It will be better. Believe me, I was stage three. That's too late to wait, my friends. You really need to get in, out there and get tested. Make sure even if you have to pay for it yourself because you don't have insurance or or maybe your company doesn't cover it or whatever, it really pays to have that test taken. And you will be shocked and amazed at the number of people who come out of the woodwork to hold your hand and hold you up if you do get the worst news. And you've always made a really good point on Fox Business, and that is don't be afraid to make a deal with your provider. Don't be afraid to negotiate the price if it's a mammogram, if it's any kind of service or just, you know, a routine checkup. If you don't have insurance, if you don't have coverage and you've always said this, do it before you get the bill because the bill is a contract. Once you've gotten the bill, you've already agreed to the terms. Yeah. So do it when you're in the office and uh, don't worry if someone says no, because chances are they won't and they'll give you the price that they would give the insurance company and you'll end up paying a lot less. A lot less. And you will hear from people. Let me tell you, don't be afraid to talk to people about it. Don't hold it inside. That's, you know, for people who do get uh, diagnosed with breast cancer, one of the worst things you can do is not talk to people and to hold it all in and keep yourself at home and stay in the bed, covers over your head. Get out, get up, talk to your friends, take a walk, take a run if you can, if you feel like it. You've got to move and you've got to be active. That's the best way. That's what will keep your brain from going crazy. Absolutely. Because you not only save the boobies, 
you save yourself. Yes, because it's not just boobies at stake. That's absolutely right, and you are you are living proof of that. Uh, you're a phenomenal person. I love all the work that you do on the channel uh, with breast cancer awareness and just being a, a rad human being. So thank you, Jerry Wells. Love you, Kennedy. I love you, too. I love, love you so you. much. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, always. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.